Well, we've got some breaking news. The Yankees have a new member to their starting rotation. It is Marcus Stroman, former Met, former Blue Jay, former Cub. Feisty little guy. And they've made a offer to Blake Snell. Reports are that the offer is for five years, $150 million. We'll talk about all of it and get your reactions impromptu episode of NYY Recaps. Welcome to Yankee Stadium. <laughs> Just when they thought I was out, they pull me back in. <laughs> all right, welcome back, everybody. Getting all the graphics ready here on the screen so we can take a look at Marcus Stroman's analytics and all that good stuff. Uh, after weeks with pretty much no Yankees news or very limited Yankees news, the floodgates have opened. Today was arbitration deadline agreement today. So the Yankees signed a bunch of players uh, to one-year contracts. Clay Holmes, Trent Grisham got $5.5 million. Uh, Jonathan Loisega got re-signed. Clark Schmidt got uh, a new contract. Juan Soto broke the record, though. Uh, one year, $31.5 million. That broke Shohei's record. Uh, and a couple hours ago, we got a report that the Yankees had made an offer to Blake Snell. I'm sure we'll talk all about that as we move along. That the The rumor is, the word around the campfire, as they say, is that it's for five years, $150 million. And I would not have a huge issue with that. You hope you get three or four good years out of that. But, uh, you know, five years, you, you'll take it. When the Juan Soto trade happened, a few things became self-evident. The Yankees were all in because you don't go out and trade for Juan Soto unless you want to win this year. You got him for one season, and he's a free agent. No guarantee you're going to bring him back. And number two, it meant that the Yankees had to uh, turn their attention to pitching because the arms they had to deal to get Juan Soto pretty much eliminated their depth. Guys like Randy Vasquez, Johnny Brito, uh, you know, uh, obviously Michael King. But I saw an interesting stat that Marcus Stroman had more quality starts last year in the major leagues than all of those guys combined. So. They made the $300 million offer to Yamamoto. Obviously, that didn't work out. So the question we've been asking for the last couple of weeks is, how would the Yankees pivot, right? How would they address the rotation? And it looks like they've settled on Marcus Stroman as the number five. I think he's going to be the number five guy. He's going to replace Clark Schmidt, who's, who's going to slide probably back into the bullpen or be used in a trade. But my guess is slide back into the bullpen and then be available as that depth piece because you always need – more than five starters, right? So my guess is Stroman goes into the number five spot, and then they go out and sign Blake Snell to fill out the number two or number three spot. Uh, well, number two, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, but it's good to see that the Yankees are being active again. More of that, please. Tommy Higgs with the numbers. I hadn't seen the numbers yet. All I saw was that it was a two-year deal. Marcus Stroman gets a two-year, $37 million contract, so just less than $20 million per year. Now, I want to share a couple of things. This is an interesting split that we saw last year. Now, he got hurt in the second half, but uh, my buddy Aiden posted this. First 13 starts for Marcus Stroman, 2.39 ERA, 
and a 3.46 FIP or fielding independent pitching. Last 12 starts, 6.09 ERA. So obviously uh, a, a tough second half. Uh, he there was uh, Jameson Tyone was on foul territory today, and he was talking a lot about Marcus Stroman and the type of athlete that he is and his workout routine. And he basically said this guy's an animal in the weight room and, you know, in the side sessions, he knows what he's doing as a pitcher. So <laughs> touch one says two years and 37 million is a flyer. I agree that that, that seems like a very reasonable contract uh, for a guy like Marcus Stroman. I wholeheartedly agree. And apparently his, his FIP much lower than his actual ERA in the second half, 3.74 fielding and independent pitching. So, you know, and, and, there, and he also had some injury issues. Now he's 32 years old, and, you know, this is a guy who um, he has a chip on his shoulder for sure. I don't know that he's a bad clubhouse guy. Apparently he bought the entire Cubs team Nintendo Switches and got everybody hooked on Mario Kart this year. That doesn't sound like something a shitty teammate would do. Now, has he fired back at teams that have let him go? Sure. So is Alex Verdugo. I think it's interesting that the Yankees have added a couple of guys this year who have been, you know, somewhat of, uh, you know, on offense after they get moved from a team. Uh, Richard K says, I thought we moved on from Donaldson. Uh, so he's comparing him to Josh Donaldson. I get it. Parks and Young says, why take on a problem guy in the clubhouse? We don't know for sure that he's a problem guy in the clubhouse. Uh, look, he's, he's a veteran who's, you know, been in the league a long time. Uh, you have to figure out that he, he understands what you have to do to be a big leaguer, right? You, you have to understand your preparation, uh, a certain degree of professionalism, and uh, you don't get this far without at least having that. So, you know, maybe he's a little cantankerous. So what? So was Gary Sheffield. So was, you know, uh, Randy Johnson. The Yankees have had these guys before. Uh, Lori C. says he sounds like a punk Sometimes. One Piece fan says, since we got Stroman, let's land Snell, and then we'll have a solid starting rotation. I do think that the addition of Snell and Stroman would give the Yankees a pretty solid starting five. You'd have to run it out there like this. Garrett Cole, number one. Blake Snell, number two. Dominant one-two punch if Snell is anything close to what he was in the second half last year. Over the last, I think, 15 or 16 starts, I don't have the numbers in front of me, he posted an ERA of about 1.25, which is ridiculous. Now, he does walk a lot of guys, but he still misses a lot of bats. He had 234 strikeouts. So, two Cy Youngs. I mean, that doesn't happen by accident. you got to have talent. Hopefully, working with Matt Blake, both of these guys uh, can make improvements and have good years. But you got to sign Snell first. Let's not let's not put the cart ahead of, uh, ahead of the horse. Reggie Two K says, "Great contract. I think it's a money wise a good contract. I agree." 
And Ben Eats says, hopefully this gets the ball rolling on another starting arm. So let's go through. So you got Garrett Cole, number one. Hopefully Blake Snell, number two. And then I'm giving Carlos Rodon a shot at number three if he's healthy. And you're just praying that he's back to the same guy that he was before he got to the Yankees. Number four, Nestor Cortez, who, let's not forget, had back-to-back years with a sub-3 ERA. Now, he didn't throw a ton of innings, but last year was kind of an outlier for his career. He's, he's been really good over the last few years. And then, number five spot, Marcus Stroman. Knowing the Yankees, they'll probably go Garrett Cole, and then if they sign Blake Snell, number two, Stroman, number three on... I guess just, you know, uh, experience, you know, having been being a veteran, just showing that respect and then take the pressure off of Rodone and, and Cortez by putting them at no, number four and five. Uh, Yanni Molo says, not a huge fan of Stroman. Talked a lot of crap about the Yankees. To be fair, he wanted to go to the Yankees badly. Instead, he got traded to the Mets. Brian Cashman was asked about it. And Cashman said that Stroman would not be an impact pitcher for the Yankees. To which Stroman was like, Son of a bitch! And so he came back and fired a few more shots at Brian Cashman and the Yankees, saying that they paid all this money and they don't win. And look, he wasn't wrong. It's not like he came out and said, you know, I'll never play for the Yankees. I hate the Yankees. You know, uh, he didn't say anything like that. He never said the Yankees fans suck. He's just been... He's been cantankerous. He's blocked a lot of Yankees universe on Twitter. He's probably gotten me blocked. Let me, I'll find out. if I'll find out if Stroman's got me blocked. Marcus Stroman. No, he doesn't have me blocked. But um, he's got, uh, I know he's got Pat Hennessy blocked. <laughs> he had a, he's, he, you know, he, he's had his problems with Yankees social media. Uh, Mike Lolino, or Mike Lino says, do the Yankees make pants tight enough for him? Anyways, Snell next. High five. Michael D'Alto says Luke Weaver gives us some depth, too. That's something that I forgot to mention in my floodgate of news uh, to start the show. Yes, Luke Weaver signed with the Yankees. One year, $2 million. Obviously a depth piece. Does not throw very hard, but has pretty good control. Uh, I liked him when he was with the Yankees. And the Yankees like to do that. They like to keep guys that they bounce back and forth, you know, uh, between AAA and, and, and the major leagues, or that, uh, you know, they'll sign him to a major league contract, DFA him halfway through the year, and then re sign him to a minor league contract, and he still gets paid his major league contract. It's kind of a loophole around the, uh, the luxury tax and all that good stuff. Uh, the Miguel Castro show says Cortez as a potential number four in the rotation would be great. RP says would rather have punks that win than teddy bears that only show up once a week. Interesting comment. It does seem like the Yankees have been somewhat soft in recent years. Luis Severino comes to mind, giving up that three-run home run and then making up an excuse like, well, if the, if the roof was closed, it would have been caught, you know, or whatever. 
I do feel like the Yankees could use a little bit of this outsider, doesn't fit with the Yankee mold kind of guy. Nick Swisher was one of those guys. Now, Nick Swisher was a much more jovial presence than somebody like a Marcus Stroman or a Josh Donaldson or whatever, but he was, you know, a drop of lemon in the drink. He was he was just the right piece at the right time to kind of bring in some some energy to that clubhouse. A.J. Burnett was the same way. He was seen as somebody who could be a little bit cantankerous. Uh, and, you know, he came in and he brought the pies for the walk-offs. You know, these guys are human beings. They all have different kind of, kind of you know, personality flares. Stroman bought the entire Cubs team Nintendo Switches. You know, what's he going to do for the Yankees that, to build camaraderie? And apparently he's wanted to pitch for the Yankees for a while. Grew up a Yankee fan. He posted the picture of himself on Instagram. That's kind of how this news broke. Um, in a Yankees jacket as a kid. So, Mr. Gamma says, what to do with Schmidt? I think Schmidt has reliever written all over him. And Boca Loca Baseball says, Swishalicious. <laughs> Nicholas Termini says, are we still in on Snell? So, okay, I'll, I'll revisit some of the stuff we visited at the top of the show, just because we've got almost 1,000 people in the chat now, and when we began, we had eight people in the chat. Because this was an impromptu uh, podcast. So yes, we are in on Blake Snell. Uh, there's no official word on offers ever, you know, until it gets rejected. Like you remember when Aaron judge rejected that contract a couple of years ago, it leaked. Right. And now we've got over a thousand in the, in the chat, by the way. So you remember a couple of years ago, Brian Cashman leaked, Aaron Judge's offer to the press. And Aaron Judge didn't like that, by the way. That kind of, I feel like that's been kind of something that's been building between them for the last couple of years since then. Anyway, but generally, an offer doesn't leak uh, until it gets closer to the end, right? But we've heard five years, $150 million. So take it with a grain of salt, but that would be $30 million per year. So slightly more than they offered Yamamoto but for far less years, five years. Blake Snell, 31 years old. This takes him to his mid-30s. You know, I would much rather have him be done uh, in his mid-30s with this contract than signing him you know, to 37, 38, 39 years old. I've said this a lot of times, and I actually talked about it with Todd Frazier and Eric Kratz the other day uh, in one of our meetings. I'm concerned about the walks, right? He throws a hundred or, you know, 99 walks this year, right? Basically a hundred, but still had a really low ERA because he doesn't give up a lot of hits. He misses bats. So my, my contention is guys that throw a ton of pitches like that, right? And, and have a ton of high stress pitches with guys on base because they've walked two guys or whatever. My contention is those guys break down early because they're throwing a lot of high-stress pitches. And David Price is the example that I often use. But Frazier and Kratz both disagreed with me. Kratz said, first of all, Blake Snell is an awesome guy, just a terrific human being, which I like the sound of. And let's get some Blake Snell highlights up now that we've talked a little bit about uh, Marcus Stroman. But... Uh, Hang on just a second. Got to pull up my player diamond vision over there. 
Boom. All right, some Blake Snell. So, and 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 Frazier said, look, it really doesn't matter if you know he's he's walking guys because he's not giving up hits. Like he's he's pitching carefully. He's no he's not straying from his game plan, and it's working. And as long as he keeps doing that, he's going to have success. And it seemed like he got more comfortable down the stretch in that game plan. And that's why he has a second Cy Young Award. Uh, Chocolate C joining late says, Stroman signed for two years, question mark? Yes, two years, $37 million for Marcus Stroman. <laughs> Joe Riola says, why don't the Yankees develop their own starting pitchers? They have in the past. Look, Andy Pettit, great starting pitcher they developed, but that was a long time ago. Uh, obviously, Chen Ming Wong had a lot of success when he first came up. He was a sinker baller who didn't throw a lot of pitches in the game and was able to go you know, seven, eight innings a lot of times with about 100 pitches because he was getting nice, easy ground balls, not throwing deep counts. I loved him as a pitcher. Then there was uh, an interleague game. It was in Houston, I believe, before Houston uh, switched over to the American League. And he was running the bases. He hurt his foot, and he was never the same. There's a documentary about it on Netflix called Late Life. Phil Hughes was the number one pitching prospect at one point. He was a 2004 number one draft pick. He became a decent pitcher with the Yankees. I believe he won 18 games once. He took a couple of no-hitters into the seventh inning. Had a couple of big strikeout years. Uh, He was a crucial part of the 09 World Series. They drafted Ian Kennedy, who won 20 games in the National League after they traded him. So they have developed some pitchers. Mike King is a guy they just developed that you know, they turned him from uh, uh, an okay middle reliever to a dominant starter in just a few years. And they just used him to get Juan Soto. Uh, Jordan Montgomery came up through the Yankees system, as Miguel Castro show p- points out. The one caveat, though, is that he became a better pitcher when he left the Yankees. <laughs> Uh, Pamela Davis says the Snell deal is either going to be really good or really bad. I agree. If you get this guy for, if I'd say, you know, five, five years, 150 to 180 million. That's you take it. Cause he's going to give you at least three more good years. I think he's going to give you at least three more good years. If you have to go six or seven years, those last couple are going to be tough. Uh, ginger flips. With the Super Dono. Two years, $37 million is great. Now Snell plus Hicks for number 28. I love it. Stone Cold pessimistic about our chances to get Snell. Look, uh, there's not a lot of teams banging down Snell's door. You know, uh, it sounds like the San Francisco Giants are very interested. Doesn't sound like the Padres are going to be able to bring him back because of their financial concerns. There's about a third of the league that's going through the financial concerns because of this Bally's, uh, I believe it's called Pro Diamond Vision Sports or whatever, the the, the TV deal. A, a lot of teams lost regional network money uh, recently, and, and it's, it's uncertain what's going to happen. Amazon today uh, was rejected. They tried to to buy out this company so that they could get access to all of the, the uh, streaming baseball rights and MLB nixed the deal. Uh, so 
MLB consist- consistently shoots itself in the foot uh, in terms of bringing the game to player uh, to fans. You know, how many times have you tried to tune into a game if you're in different parts of the country than New York, and it's been blacked out? I've mentioned this a number of times on here. I grew up in New York. I live in New York for a long time, but I live in North Carolina now. And when the Yankees play either the Orioles or the Washington Nationals, the game is blacked out. I got to watch it on like a, re- a a different regional sports network that I don't have, or I've got to use a VPN to to get around it. And it sucks because I cover pretty much every single Yankees game, and so to to do that's a real pain in the ass. Anyway. Um, Albert Jr. says, 1.2 thousand watching. I didn't even notice. I love how we all flock to the best channel on YouTube for Yankees news. I appreciate that, Albert. You the man. Uh, Firewatch says, Rodone has bounced back to being Rodone, generally a bad pitcher. I'm going to go ahead and disagree there. Let's pull up his numbers Just a bit over his career. Because... You know, he does have a pretty good track record. Now, last year, obviously tough. He had a uh, 3-8 and record with a 6.85 ERA. But the two years before that, sub-3 ERA. 2.88 in 22. 2.37 the year before that. Now, he did have a couple of rough years. 2020 COVID year, he only pitched seven and two-thirds innings. We're not even going to count that. That's bullshit. 2019 was the home run, you know, juice ball year. That was tough, too. Uh, but he was mediocre up to that point. You know, he broke into the league with the White Sox, had a decent first year, 3.75 ERA. I mean, if we had a 22-year-old rookie that went 9-6 and six in 26 games with 139 strikeouts and 139 in the third innings and a 3.75 ERA, we'd be like, this guy's off to a great start. Struggled a little bit the next year, 4.04 ERA. The next year, more injuries. So he hit a spell there where he was just injured a lot, but he was on a decent trajectory. Like he had some good stuff early on, more strikeouts than innings pitched. He tweaks his mechanics in 2021 after uh, getting, I believe he was a a non-roster invitee to to spring training uh, or non-tendered, something like that, and ended up um, busting out, having a huge year. You guys might remember he had a duel at Yankee Stadium against Jordan Montgomery in which they both pitched just – Tremendous baseball. And that night, he looked about as unhittable as any left-handed pitcher I've ever seen. I mean, I never saw Sandy Koufax pitch. I never saw Ron Guidry pitch a little bit before my time. Randy Johnson, maybe, during his heyday. But, uh, I mean, that night, he was just consistently 100 miles an hour at the letters with a breakneck slider down and into righties, down away to lefties. I think there was maybe one one lefty in the lineup that night. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, I believe, outpitched him, though. So uh, that was a hell of a game. Yankees signed him last year, and and obviously the back injury slowed him up. But hopefully whatever conditioning he's done this winter uh, gets him going. Farewell. Take a few more comments here. To you, fair Spanish lady. i got to get out of here. Matt Begley says, Nightingale just tweeted that the Yankees pivoted to Stroman after the initial offer to Snell wasn't close. You gotta go, you gotta go. Interesting. You know, these things go back and forth. I still don't think the Yankees are out on Snell. We'll see what happens. Um, and then more more pessimism here already. Steve-O says, this means they aren't getting Snell or anyone else expensive. Hal is already well over last year. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What the f*** is this I disagree. Uh, XYZ Inc. Plays says, I live in Florida. Imagine being blacked out all the Yankees' raise games. That's tough. That's a tough situation. Appreciate the dono. All right, guys, uh, we're going to call it a night, but uh, thanks for tuning in to this impromptu uh, podcast. Welcome to Marcus Stroman. I know that we have had our uh, our troubles in the past with you, but... Uh, you son of a bitch. Welcome to the New York Yankees. And I will see you on the flip side. Oh!